If you think back to the summer of 2021, perhaps you'll recall that lots of folks in the eastern U.S. were hearing the sounds of cicadas. It was the emergence of the brood X cicadas, an event that occurs once every 17 years. But it turns out it wasn't just something you could hear or see flitting across the lawn or crunching against the car windshield. No, that emergence was something that could be detected using fiber optic cables. How does that work? Joining me to talk about it is Dr. Sarpar Oshara. He's a researcher who studies optical networking and sensing at NEC Labs in Princeton, New Jersey, and is one of the authors of a report published this week in the Journal of Insect Science, all about sensing the cicada emergence with fiber optic cables. Welcome to Science Friday. Hi, Ira. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. The Journal of Insect Science doesn't seem like the normal place for electronics researchers to be publishing in. Yes, exactly. What were you trying to, to do there? So at NEC Labs, we're working for the smart city, safe city applications of fiber optic sensors. And we have a test bed here in Princeton, New Jersey, uh, that consists of some utility poles employing a real communication fibers, like the ones you will see outside, so just the regular communication systems. And there we do some smart city application tests, like uh, traffic monitoring, or emergency vehicle, like siren detection and siren monitoring, things like that. And we realized one day uh, we are receiving some uh, interesting signals from the test bed. And uh, there's like a distinct frequency, uh, quite strong everywhere on the cables. So we were wondering what it was. And when we just, uh, it's a short walk from our lab. So when we checked it out, we realized it was the SCADAS. No kidding. Uh, how, how can an optical fiber detect the sound? I mean, we think of there's light running through it, right? Yes. So a good analogy is uh, you can think of it as like a radar. Like Many people are familiar with the concept right. of radar. Right. You send a pulse, uh, an electromagnetic pulse, and it hits a target and it returns back to you. And you just time it. How, how many seconds does it take to, to get back to you? And you know the speed of the electromagnetic wave. So you can calculate where your target is. So we do something similar. Uh, but instead of the sending an electromagnetic wave in the air, we send an optical pulse, a short optical pulse along the fiber. And we just time it uh, for the return. But one main difference is in the radar example, you have one target. But in the fiber optic cable, we have a target everywhere along the fiber. So we get a return signal from every one meter or something. So because of those non-uniformities in the fiber, we always get a return signal from almost all locations. So what, what happens is when there's any kind of uh, sound source, we hear it, right, through, through the vibrations uh, hitting our uh, ears through the air, but also the ground also vibrates. Even when we are talking right now, the desk also vibrates. And if there's a fiber nearby, the fiber also vibrates. But in that fiber, because of that vibrations, they couple into a change in the a refractive index of the fiber. Very, very, very small effect. So it doesn't affect regular communication, but it modulates the optical pulse ever so slightly. And then we also discussed the return signal. It's a very, very weak signal. And on top of that very weak signal, there is a very weak modulation. So you're using the fiber specifically to detect 
these sounds. You're saying uh, gunshots, traffic, etc. And by oh serendipity, you picked up these cicadas. Exactly. So it was it was a bit surprising at first, but then uh, when you see those cicadas in Princeton area, they're quite loud, and then they're kind of everywhere. Uh, so it was a it was a nice surprise actually. So we were trying to uh, do some localization and traffic related experiments in the test bed, and then. Uh, Voila, so you have these uh, other other frequencies that should not be there. And did the other frequencies that should not be there, were those the right frequencies that told you, hey, these are cicadas? Yes, yeah, so we had to confirm them, of course, right, So for the uh, scientific process. So we checked out the test bed, we did some other comparisons, and we realized, yeah, it was indeed the uh, cicadas. Wow. You know, cicadas, they, they talk about how they make sounds that's relevant to what the ambient temperature is, right? Were you able to tell something about the temperature based on the buzz? Yes. So uh, again, we're also monitoring the, the weather conditions of the test bed. Like we can also detect the, the, the rain or wind or uh, other, other kinds of effects with, the, with our fibers as well. So we were checking the, the frequency of these SCADA calls. And then we realized there's a relation with the temperature. They, they kind of follow the temperature, but it wasn't like a one-on-one mapping. But there's a tendency uh, that they're uh, affected by it. This is Science Friday from WNYC Studios. This all sounds really fascinating, but my, my question is, why would you want to do this rather than just stick a microphone out the window or something? So the thing is, or the, the main advantage of fiber sensing is uh, you just use a a piece of fiber, right? It's a piece of glass that is kilometers long. And you don't need to have any kind of power on the field. You don't need to have any kind of electronics. Uh, just you lay a piece of glass and everything, all your power source, electronics, computation is just on the end of the fiber. So that's the main advantage. Because if you want to put vibration sensors for a kilometers long distance, you need to put separate cables for those sensors. You need to get data from them. So each of them should have their own power source or batteries. Each of them should have their own communication cables, etc. So it's, it's a mess. But in our case, just one fiber, one device, thousands of sensors. And the cable is already there. What other kinds of things do you think you can detect using these fiber optic cables? Some major things we do is like, uh, again, as I mentioned, real-time traffic monitoring and accident uh, reporting, like if there's a car crash or anything like that, a big, big vibration, right? Uh, another one is uh, like gunshot detection and localization. Uh, one other thing is uh, like infrastructure health monitoring. Really? If a tree falls on a, one of the cables, you know, we can just see it, localize it. Or if there's a damage on the pole, on the utility poles, or uh, we can even use these fibers actually for uh, measuring the, for example, uh, the health of a bridge because it's like a vibration sensor. And we can look at how the bridge is responding as cars are passing by. And if there are some unwanted frequencies starting to emerge, we can say, oh, there's some kind of a problem with the bridge, so it needs to be repaired. Do you think once you're done testing it, we might see fiber optic cables strung about all around the countryside, maybe even on a bridge, let's say, as something that's being used to test or to predict? Uh, yes, definitely. And the thing is, actually, uh, currently, right now, it is expected that there is 4 billion kilometers of fiber worldwide. It's already everywhere, and it's going to increase more and more with the 5G and 6G because the demand is too high. 
A copper cable is not enough, we all know. So we need more fiber, more than ever. And the good thing is you can use the same fiber that you use for communication. You can use it also for sensing. So you don't need a specific or a separate fiber cable uh, for sensing applications. You can already use the readily available ones. It, it sounds like there's a business here. Yes, <laughs> that is correct. And, and I would think the military would be eating this stuff up right now about remote sensing. Yes. So it has some military applications as well, uh, especially the uh, border security, because you can uh, take this fiber, uh, just put it underground in, a, in an area that you want to protect. And if someone is getting closer to the fiber, these uh, steps of the people walking uh, or some animals, uh, you can also detect those. You know, now that we've been talking about picking up vibrations, I can see listener mail coming in. Can someone use this to eavesdrop on me? Oh, that, that, is, that is a very good question, actually. Uh, and the answer is no. Uh, no need to worry about that. Uh, even for the SCADAs, like, uh, uh, it's not an easy thing to do to decode that thing. And also, currently, the only thing we can detect is uh, really loud events that will be shaking a lot of the, the, the fiber. So I would have to be really screaming in my conversation for the fiber to detect it. Yes, yeah, scream right next to it. Um, get your fiber on your hand, just scream on it, and then maybe maybe we can. I'm going to try that tonight, Dr. Hazara. Thank you for taking time to be with us today. Very fascinating. Sure. You're very welcome. Dr. Sarper Ozhara is a researcher who studies optical networking and sensing at NEC Labs in famous Princeton, New Jersey.